The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. podcast i'm troy joined today by big tasty and we are going to be reviewing uh this year's money in the bank pay-per-view how are you mate uh not bad mate. not bad this is a lot of wwe podcasts getting done by me this week um it is, isn't it you've I've, thrown yourself in at the defense i've switched sides mate i've crossed over like uh like the radicals <laughs> oh, mate it was uh do you know what i mean we'll, we'll get to it at the end with with the highs and lows and whatnot but it was a pretty decent pay per view by it was yeah WWE standards. At it least. was it was damn good. Like we were, we were saying on the on the Raw and SmackDown podcasts that obviously they were they were saving like a lot of the powder for when fans came back and a lot of the, a lot of the sort of big moments. And yeah, I mean, ooh, they gave us big moments. Oh, Christ, they did. Let's uh... yeah, emphasis on big, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Let's uh, let's get into it. So, uh, before we do, if you want to let us know what you thought of this pay per view or anything else uh, from WWE, AEW, or any other wrestling promotion around the world, give us a shout on our usual social media channels: uh, Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. So, the show kicks off. Well, the pre-show, uh, which we won't get into too much, but the, there was one match on the pre-show, and that was the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, the Mysterios defending against the Usos, uh, and that resulted in the Usos winning. So, new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, the Bloodline is now dripping in gold, which is nice to see. Uh, but the main show kicks off with the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, features Alexa Bliss, uh, Nikki Ash, Tamina, Natalia, Liv Morgan, Asuka, Naomi, and Zelina Vega. Uh, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of this. So the one thing I really like about, you know, now they do men's and women's for like the Rumble and the Money yeah, in the yeah. Bank, is they're able to just have one of them start the show, which is great. Because yeah. yeah. like, it's Money in the Bank, they play like the, the intro, they always do really good like intro things, don't they? Mm-hmm. And they play it, and then nothing worse than that all happening, you're getting really hype, and it's like, oh no, here's the Miz for a single And then match. they open with like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like here's Dolph Ziggler and like Bobby Roode having a nothing <laughs> tag match. Like, yeah, you've yeah, just yeah. said Money in the Bank, here's a fucking Money in the here's Bank match, straight just away, straight, straight off the bat, it. right into it. Stay yeah, hype, man. just bang it right in. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, like I say, it's, it's it's good they're afforded that luxury, as you say, with having two for, for either side sort of thing. So, oh, sorry, one for either side. Um, straight from the start, well, everything kind of kicks off. Uh, Alexa Bliss has stood on the top rope and she just stays there for like the opening few minutes and just kind of watches the, the chaos unfold around her. It's kind of been her and thing, hasn't it? Everyone to, everyone sort of just, to sort of just sit there and like spookily just observe everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And as everything kind of like erupts and, and moves to the outside of the ring, she's left in there on her own. She stands there and she raises her hand. Looks like she's going to start doing spooky bollocks to bring the case down. Um, but she's quickly reprimanded because we haven't got time for that nonsense in this match. Um, 
then just a few notable spots in the match. Um, there was a silly spot with Tamina under the ladder. Um, Asuka's climbing up the ladder and Tamina's underneath the bottom rung. And Asuka's sort of dumping the ladder on top of her, but there's clearly about six to ten inches between <laughs> the last rung and anywhere Tamina is. Um, yeah, Tamina and taking them KO bumps, is she? <laughs> um, yeah, so that happens. Uh, Asuka climbs up. Uh, then a ladder gets set up in the corner. Liv Morgan's there. Alexa Bliss does some spooky, weird crawl up the ladder uh, and just tries to scare her, basically. Um, Alexa does more spooky nonsense as she climbs up a ladder. Selena's on one side. Uh, Alexa's on the other. And she does the whole thing where she fucking hypnotizes them, makes her do whatever she's doing. So she gets I've, I've, I've got no problem with that. I mean, like I say, I've, I've watched a lot of Jakara. I've seen snakes hypnotize people. It's, it's, it's absolutely fine. Don't worry about that. Just don't ask questions. It's, it's cool. <laughs> Uh, I mean, at this point in what she's doing, like a snake coming out and charming people wouldn't surprise me either. Um, Naomi then power bombs live onto Zelina in the corner uh, on top of a ladder, big, which looked nasty. Big respect for that spot. That was uh... yeah, man. That's not <laughs> a nice spot to take. No, it did not look good. I mean, huge, huge respect. I mean, I mean, everyone was great in this match, but Liv Morgan in particular was was yeah. I thought it was excellent. She really, yeah, yeah. she really got a lot of opportunities to show what she could do, and she took some big bumps as well, which was uh... oh, she did, yeah. Yeah, she came in as I think Michael Cole even said it the the sympathetic was it the sympathetic favorite or something like that or something or other. But I, us included as well, a lot of people wanted her to go in and yeah, and they were they were giving her a lot of credence in the build up, aren't they? they? They were sort of building her up to be like the big threat in this match, which was which was well, nice. the, the whole thing was her not getting put into the match <clears throat> on SmackDown. Excuse me, <clears throat> on SmackDown every week. Um, what's her name? Sonya Deville was basically saying. And you can be in the match. You can be in the match. Not giving anyone a qualifying match. Just literally handpicking people. And Liv's whole thing was like, I've been busting my ass. I've been winning every week. Why are you not putting me in there? Why are you picking your favourites? So uh, eventually the bill was just like, yep, yeah, fine, you can go in. So that's the, the kind of momentum that she built and, and going into this, which is why she was kind of the, for me, I think the fan favourite going into this. Um, so yeah, uh, Natalia also spends an awful lot of the matches playing defence. Like Any time someone looked like they were getting a couple of feet up onto the ladder, she was there to immediately whip them down. And that was kind of the role that her and Tamina played. Like They made Tamina look quite strong early on. And then her and Natalia, rather than... Like, I think they only made like one one attempt to maybe climb the ladder and get up, but the, the rest of the time, they were literally just kind of enforcers. They were there to just yeah. stop. It was, else it was almost the like they didn't—they didn't want to get into. They didn't want to put their team into a position where one of them was going for it and the other one would have to deal with it, which yeah. is clever in a way because. Ooh, but ooh. it's also you're never going to win a match on like that, are you? So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nikki then hits a, a massive crossbody from a ladder on the outside into the ring, and she nearly, nearly lost her foot in on that as well. Um, she kind of came off it almost one-legged, and that that causes a kind of stumble. But she hits it anyway. That was a pretty cool spot. Um, Natalia and Tamina then down Alexa was that the one, Bliss. Sorry, was, was that the one where she like, like say she pushed off one foot and then the ladder sort of went the other way, didn't yeah, it? So she didn't it. quite, she didn't quite have like the momentum, like yeah. push off that she wanted. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, could could have gone horribly wrong. Thankfully, uh, she was all right. Um, but yeah, as I say, uh, Natalia and Tamina then down Alexa Bliss, uh, and then they knock her to the outside, and they just bury her with ladders along with everyone else to basically kind of take her out of the match. Um, Things kind of spill over a bit more. Eventually, three ladders get set up in the ring all side by side, which allows the six, well, there's seven remaining women, uh, but six of them to take either side of the ladder, climb up, 
uh, and all attempt to kind of grab the briefcase and they all start brawling and then Nikki Cross comes in from the side and rather than getting up there and brawling with everyone, she just kind of climbs over the top of everyone else and grabs the yeah, briefcase just, to take just, the win. Just, just grab it, mate. Don't, don't need to have a fight. Don't need to have a fight. Just, just yeah. grab the ladder. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Just nice. grab the case. It's, it's easy. Just, <laughs> just do it. And so your new Miss Money in the Bank uh, for 2020 is Nikki Ash. Nikki um, A-S-H. Uh, Nikki A-S-H. I believe they refer to her as. Oh, they, they've trademarked Ash, Ash and A-S-H. Oh, right, it's okay. So, yeah, I don't know. But, um, yeah, she t- it was uh, it was a bit of a surprise for me. Like, obviously, the for me, the favourite going into this was Liv Morgan. Yeah. I certainly wanted her to win it. I think a yeah, lot of people you, you always felt she like, was going to. You always felt like Alexa was a sort of outside shot as well, um, with all the, yeah. with the with obviously the way they, they focus the story on her and all the spooky bollocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was half expecting her, after she got buried under those ladders, for something to happen, like, I don't know. Like for it to just appear back on the, the ladder ceiling. or something, yeah. yeah she or... just appeared on top of the briefcase. Like, she comes out of the fucking briefcase or something, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, what's it called? I can't remember, the circus people that can fold himself up. <laughs> like a contortionist. Contortionist, she, she, is, she is double-jointed, so, you know. Oh, yeah, on her, on her arm, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she could, maybe could have done that. that um, big respect for Nikki, to be fair, because like she's come out, she's come in from the wilderness, and I mean, yeah, we, we all took so. the piss out of the gimmick, didn't we? But it's her idea. She's apparently well into it. Um, if, if she's and it's obviously working for her, so yeah, respect. Big, yeah. you know, big ups. Um, yeah, yeah. And I wonder how she'll do on Monday Night Raw. Yes, who we will possibly, see. Who could possibly know? <laughs> Check out our uh, Raw review of that uh, coming up this weekend. Um, so yeah, Nikki is Miss Money in the Bank. After this, uh, we go backstage to Roman's dressing room, and it's him and the Usos celebrating their tag team championships. Roman says he did all the hard work basically to get them to the position where they were able to challenge for the belts and win them. Uh, Jay acknowledges Roman as kind of head of the table, tribal chief, and then Jay, Jimmy, and Jay do that kind of like awkward brother thing where, or like friends thing, where they just kind of like tap each other. No, you say it, you say it as well, you say it as well. And then Jimmy sort of begrudgingly acknowledges Roman and uh, as the head of the table and, and tribal chief. Um, There's a little yeah. look between of Roman towards Jimmy, yeah. He, which is this like? Are they gonna like in storyline punish him for for his? indiscretions i don't know it feels like that because there was a bit that i i picked up on that same bit as well where he was just like you know i, I helped you become main event ju so i helped you become the right hand man and then he looks at jimmy and i can't remember what it is that he said but he was just like and like we'll deal with you or i've dealt with you or or something or other there's something and it, it it's clearly referring to the, the dui incident and stuff happening outside of uh, this storyline, but it does feel like they're blurring the lines a bit. It does feel like they're bringing this in slightly, like it's it's the elephant in the room. Um, and as shit as it is, like the personal situations outside of of the business that impact on it, it's interesting when if they can, and I say tactfully, this is WWE, but if they can tactfully use these as part of storylines it can make it something that for me is already really really intriguing already really really good to watch that extra dimension that extra dynamic that bit of no pun intended that edge sort of thing yeah and so um on a, on, a, on a more sort of um personal note we all hope that if jimmy does need to get some help that he does get the help that he needs because i mean this of is not course. the first time it's happened you hate to see it the fact that yeah. he hasn't been 
like suspended immediately means that hopefully WWE. I know they've got a they've got like a, a sort of substance um, department that you help people mm-hmm. through through problems, and I know yeah. various um, wrestlers have, have rehabbed themselves through it to great success. Yeah. So hopefully, if he's offered that sort of um, that sort of service and that sort of help, hopefully it works for him and he can he can sort of get himself back on track. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent agree. Um... Next up, we get the Raw Tag Team Championships match. Raw Tag Team Championship match, uh, which is the Challengers Viking Raiders against the current champions AJ Styles and Omas. Absolute um, hoss again. This match it was, uh... <laughs> it fucking was, wasn't it? <laughs> Just AJ Styles running around like 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 a little man running around in between buildings trying to pelly kick him, <laughs> <laughs> like a little pinball. Just like <laughs> um. AJ smartly tags in Omas uh, at the start so he doesn't get isolated, which has happened in previous matches where he kind of takes the beating for a while and has to eventually make that hot tag in. But he tags Omas in straight away, like as the match starts. It's good that um, as well because it it, ma- it makes no sense for AJ not to tag in Omas. Like no one yeah. can hurt him. Why would you, like, why, why why would you would not it? use your, your biggest like weapon? If they're going to lose, it's because AJ is going to get pinned. Yeah, like you know. Yeah, Omas isn't getting pinned anytime soon. It's beholden to AJ to keep himself out the ring as much as possible, exactly. and, and it's smart. I mean, I think they sort of they sort of play on his character, and he's like a bit of a he's a bit of a overconfident, isn't he? He's a bit of a show off. AJ, yeah. he's the phenomenal one, you know. He's he wants to prove that he can he can do it, mm. and that's that's the, the sort of hubris is what keeps the threat there. Because obviously, yeah. if, if any sensible person would just be like, "Oh, must you're fucking you," just getting them bar them, and I'll just stand <laughs> yeah, here and yeah. watch. You know, it's fine. <laughs> but AJ wants to do it himself, and that's that's where the sort of threat. Mm. Because the Viking Raiders are big boys, and they hit you, yeah, and, they, and they they drop themselves on you, and they're big boys, and they hurt. Um, They'll throw each other at you. Yeah, <laughs> really hard. Um, yeah. As they did in this, actually, AJ took a few nasty little bumps. Uh, there's a, a knee shot later on that, that sounded like it hurt. And, oh, uh, God, yeah. If, if Ivar lands on top of you in any way, shape, or form, it's going to hurt. And that happened a couple of times. Um, but yeah, as I say, AJ tags in a mass at the start sensibly so he doesn't get isolated. However, that doesn't last long. As soon as he does tag back in, uh, the Raiders stay on top of him. Um, AJ and us do manage to gain the upper hand though AJ hits an assisted runner from the inside of the ring uh, to the outside when Amas just hoists him up and over oh that was that, that was, was vintage pretty, AJ that like yeah. diving diving top rope hurricane diving over the top rope to hurricane run on the outside that is like yeah. that's X division AJ that's mwah <laughs> nice <Lovely> stuff. That's, <laughs> oh, business class you love to see it <laughs> um, Amas also later on showed a ridiculous feat of strength when he military pressed Ivar off the top rope yeah, I mean, he, face first. He, he scoop slammed them as well, didn't he? Which was, um, yeah, yeah, he, he, he really showed his. I mean, he, he's gotten a lot better since Mania. Um, he has. He's gotten a lot smoother in the ring, a lot more confident with his with his offense and sort of how he how he sort of handles it all and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we said we said this on the Raw review last week, but you know, even in, it, he stepped it up again. I thought in this match, um, in terms of his yeah, offense, for sure. Yeah, does week by week improving, uh, match by match. Um, a little later, uh, the Raiders managed to get the upper hand uh, with Omas in the ring. And actually, for me, it was the first time that he's kind of looked rocked since his debut. Like, no one's really taken. Yeah, he, he sort of went down to one knee, didn't he? Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's, 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 it's probably the most meat that's been thrown at him in a match before. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, with, yeah. With with respect to the New Day, like, Xavier Woods' close on is not the same as the, the Viking Raiders' close on you. The Viking Raiders' close <laughs> on it, yeah. <laughs> It's like, like being hit by a fucking Viking longboat. Um, and then 
they hit the Viking experience uh, on AJ. I thought that was it. I thought that was it too, man. <laughs> I must climbs up onto the apron uh, and Eric runs over to kind of knock him over so he can't interfere with the pin. Instead, I must pushes him back into AJ and Ivar to break uh, up the pin, which is quite clever. I mean, this, it was a really cool visual spot, but it made no sense. Like, Amos wasn't getting anywhere near that cover in no. time. <laughs> so long like, enough to get over the top rope, you know, just, just leaving him. stood next to the pin, it would have been completely, yeah. it would have been over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't said that. It looked, it looked really cool. It was a really cool, like, show strength from Amas. It was a really, yeah. it, like, sort of innovative way to break up the pin. Like, mm. we've had, um, we've had it in, in um, AEW a few times on the last weeks where um, the books have pushed someone into the pin like similar right. but they've, they've sort of dived into the ring and they've like they did it to eddie kingston they pushed eddie or eddie kingston pushed one of the books into the other book yeah yeah. Um, yeah. so it's it's sort of like that except from out because he's so thick and powerful you could do yeah. from like literally the apron and just like shove him halfway across the ring which is <laughs> which is quite nice and like you said again these are not small boys exactly yeah um the match then finishes with amas hitting the double-handed choke slam onto eric for the win and again, man, that's a, that's a lot of that's a lot of hefty cut up in the air. That's, that's, a, that's a lot. That's a lot of downward force on that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, really, yeah not, really. Not, I mean, really fun match. Not a yeah. not a classic. Not a not a not a five star technical masterpiece. But no. it was just big meaty men slapping meat. Exactly. That's, and that's what you want. Or at least so, that's what, sometimes that's, that's what all you need. Want, anyway. You know. Yeah. <laughs> when it's two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you know, you're um, you just want someone to keep you awake. Two, three, three huge men slapping the piss out of each other. That'll do the trick for you. <laughs> Uh, moving on, where speaking of people slapping the piss out of each other, and or rather one person getting the piss slapped out of them, and big me- uh, big meaty men, we get the WWE Championship match: Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. Uh, top top lad Kofi Kingston with his skeletal ring gear. Yes, yes please and thank you. And that big, entrance big video, is Jesus oh, Christ, mate. Yeah. Like that was rolling like kind of Mario looking thing. I mean, Biggie's oh, Biggie's entrance video was the best thing I ever saw for like four days, and then this one just straight in. And then no, no, number one with a bullet. It's like Mario was fuck. It was oh, it was so good. Yeah, yeah. They literally and they used Such the um, fan. they used the the, the shitty AR like the stuff really well as well. Yeah. So like they had yeah, like a video it wrapped around, didn't it? Yeah, they had like a video game backdrop, and then the AR was like it was like a spinning level. So as it spun, yeah. like the little Kofi figure jumped over all of the. Oh, it was. Yeah. Go and watch it. It was that's, fucking that's sweet. Really clever. Like that's how you use that. That like old maintenance. Not, not a giant fake Roman Reigns. Fuck that shit. No, a bit of <laughs> fucking chocolate Malteser Roman Reigns. <laughs> it's like those little chocolate Malteser bunnies you get. It looks like that every time I see it. Like not if you've left man. it in the car for a bit and it's gone a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a bit, especially in this heat. <laughs> it's kind of a bit sad. Just sort of, it's not. It's, you, you, you probably, you probably just put it in the fridge and hope and just hope for the best, you know. When you get it. <laughs> oh man, I think yeah. Um, this this match was. Let's be honest. It was just a long squash, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean there was it was so it was an eight minute match. I think for the first like three minutes it was a match. Because uh, you, yeah, had, you had you, you had the double stomp from Kofi in the near fall. And, yeah, yeah, he got a bit he of gets offense. A couple in. of early like early roll-up attempts. He gets the double stomp. He hits, I think, like a shotgun drop kick. But then Bobby hits like a massive spine buster, like gets him all the way up, um, and then launches him to the outside, bounces him off the ring post a couple of times. Um, I mean, this this yeah, this, this just, touched on. I mean, I think it was supposed, but this this vague's uncomfortable. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It reminded me of 
Brock and Cena from SummerSlam a few years ago. Well, Brock and Cena was was different because Cena was the top guy, and that mm. was that was shocking in a way that it was like he came and just it was like here is dominated. here is your new king. This was yeah. like a child trying to fight a bu- a bus and like <laughs> predictably you know getting run over. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best um, analogy. Um, yeah, it was from from there on out. As soon as he kind of took him to the outside, bounced him off the ring post a couple of times. It was one way traffic. I uh, put him in the hurt lock, and at that point, I thought he was going to tap out anyway. He almost looked like he well, did his arms, got a so slapping all he, over the place. As he said on commentary, um, Lashley kind of pulled him away away from the ref and turned his back so that the ref couldn't see if so he, he was out. Carrying him, flicking yeah. And then he, he launched him over the top of his head while kind of still in that position. He just kind of flicked him up and over. Um, he then hits three dominators, three back-to-back dominators. He doesn't hit the dominator anymore. I always I pop for the dominator. That's a big TNA thing. Um, he used it yeah. a lot in, in yeah. Impact. Um, and I, I, always pop for, I always pop for that. Yeah. Uh, and then he eventually puts him back into the hurt lock. And Kofi barely manages to even tap out. I think it was just that his hand was kind of flailing about so much. It was I don't think he. Of... I don't think he did tap. I think he was just clean out, and the ref yeah. was just like, "He is absolutely dead. He's this is dead. this is over." Yeah, um, this was as you say, like borderline uncomfortable to sort of watch because it, it was just, oh boy. But, I'm going to be controversial. I I fucking hated this. Did you? I just don't think it did anything for anyone. Um. So if you I if think... you want to if you want to draw the parallel between Brock and Cena. As I said, Cena was the champion and the top yeah. guy at the time, and Brock just came in and usurped him. Perfect. Mm. You know, there's a, the balance of power shifted. Lashley was already the top guy. True. So he doesn't get any rub because he just annihilated someone who wasn't on his level. Yeah. And Kofi just looks like a fucking dweeb trying to challenge him. Yeah, I agree with the whole Kofi. Like, it's it's done absolutely nothing for Kofi. I think what it's done for Lashley is if a certain someone comes knocking for a match then he looks like an absolute killer going into it. Because this whole thing, as we saw on Raw last week, where he's kind of, he feels like he's lost his focus and he feels like MVP and the women and the champagne and that and the other has kind of like pulled him away from what he's really there to, boot, to do. And that's just be a fucking a killer. And just yeah, I mean, and, he, he, and to be fair, he did say at the end of Raw that he was going to rip Kofi in half and he did yeah. threaten him. <clears throat> I just yeah. don't think, I think it needs to be someone I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but it needs to be someone more credible than Kofi as a challenger yeah. to, to Lashley yeah, to make yeah. it seem like a big deal. Agreed. If okay. Lashley if destroys, if Lashley destroys someone who's got 120 pounds on, you know, that's not a big yeah. thing. Yeah. If it was someone like I don't know, Orton, Sheamus, Drew. Drew, like exactly like someone like that. And as you say, it's not to take away from Kofi, but Kofi never felt like a legitimate threat. Like. Yeah, I get exactly what you're saying, um, but it's a shame because because and it's because WWE is so size based in terms of the main event is almost exclusively uh, populated by huge guys. Yeah. So even though someone like Kofi technically can hang with these people, you've spent the entire company's history building up the idea that you have to be this it six foot four like Titan to get into the main event. And yeah, so now yeah. Kofi, and then you literally have Kofi lose to Lesnar. Fair enough, it's Brock Lesnar, yeah. and then you have him lose his rematch to. Um, to Lashley. Lashley, and it's yeah. like it, there's the glass ceiling right there. You know he's never gonna he's never gonna get past that. Yeah, I'd have been I'd have been less peed off. I'm not because I wasn't peed off, but I totally get where you're coming from. I think it would have done. Well, oh, no, it would have done Kofi equally as kind of an injustice. But maybe have him come out and do what Brock did 
to Kofi and just beam like that, kind of like spear him, hurt lock, and tap out instantly. I don't know. Yeah, I probably would have preferred that because this just looked like. I mean, it it got, it got over Lashley. It's like a bit of a psychopath, but which yeah. is I suppose is fine. But I mean, if I was, I wouldn't have known what to do if I was in the in the crowd for this. Like, do you keep? What do you do? Do you look away? Do you? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm just gonna go and get. I'm gonna go and get another beer from the bar. Back I mean, and they, and they showed a few people in the crowd, and they literally looked aghast. Like, which Shot. is obviously what they were going for. They wanted this to be like a, a sort of red wedding moment. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, after this is the Raw Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley uh, defending against the challenger Charlotte. Um, the crowd immediately shit on the match and just start chanting for Becky Lynch. Yeah. Um, Charlotte tells them to get fucked, flips them the bird. They even tried to block it out in the camera, which I don't get. Like, they 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 blacked out the screen, but then as she came round to the hard cam, she still had a finger up and yeah. they still continued to show it. Like, <laughs> what? So we can't we can't see her flip the bird from behind. But if you're doing it at the camera, that's absolutely okay. All right. As long as you're not doing it to the fans, maybe maybe that's the thing. <laughs> I'll be honest, and I'm sure you will agree with me, as will a lot of people. I went into this match not giving a shit, not expecting anything at all oh, i mean because what have they done to make you invest in this feud yeah it's like, it's been unfortunately rhea ripley's uh championship reign up until this point have been defined by a terrible rivalry with charlotte and the thing is they're they're both more than capable of having good matches with anyone else and also each other but the build to this has just been poo like really really poo in my opinion um, just, I, it's a shame I, I mean i i i've joking, jokingly much, asked you guys because obviously deserved. I don't watch a lot of WWE, so I've jokingly like asked you guys, "Well, who's the face? Who's the heel in this? Like, what's going on? What's the dynamic? What you know? What what's what's yeah. the what are they fighting over? Like, why are they? Why do they? Why are they fighting? Why yeah. you know what what's going on? And it's it just because because Ripley needs uh, an opponent and Charlotte needs a title shot. Like that's yeah. that's literally it. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, yeah, it, it was it's been a poor bill going into it. However, however, this match was a banger uh, yeah i mean as um, as you literally just said we know they can have great matches and here is your example exactly if you yeah, just yeah. if you just give them if you just put like an ounce of effort into the, the backstory of this mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a it's a smash hit it's a it's a home run yeah yeah absolutely um and these women deserve it because they are phenomenal both yes. of them agreed agreed uh ripley sort of just gains like a real early confidence because charlotte's allowed the crowd to get into her head basically as soon as they start chanting for becky um that kind of like flips things on its head and she stays on top of charlotte for at least the opening few minutes of the match she goes for a cannonball to the outside uh off the apron and misses that which then allows charlotte to get her foot back into the match uh she hits a, a beast of an elbow uh like a back elbow a, a judas effect if you like which looked like it fully connected to the back of rear's head obviously attributes nice. to chris jericho the man who invented money in the bank correct <laughs> <laughs> uh they then have an exchange of submissions so uh, ripley goes to lock in the like the is it the reverse clover leaf yeah um and then Charlotte attempts the. Uh, I like, I like that. I like, I like that reverse globe leaf. It gives, gives me Colcabana vibes a little bit. Yeah, so. it's pretty cool. And then a real nice Boston uh, crab then... from Charlotte as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really nice. And then they kind of exchange some roll-up attempts in and out of those submissions attempts. Um, Ripley gets Charlotte up for a deadlift, uh, deadlift suplex after botching what looked like she was going for like a package pile driver at one point. 
Yeah. I mean, obviously she wasn't going to do it, but it looked like the setup for it. And then it looked like she almost dropped her. And yeah, credit to Rhea Ripley, because that was unbelievable. Getting her up from that position all the way up. It's around this point, I think the crowd started to come around to the match a bit yeah. as well. Like yeah. this, 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 this was this was the this was the point up. where the crowd were like, "Oh shit, no, this is this is popping off." We should be paying attention to <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, speaking of which, Charlotte then hits uh, a massive moonsault from the top rope to the outside, and the crowd really, really. She, she does out. that really well, to be fair. She's, yeah, there's no one better. Um, Ripley then tries uh, an inverted cloverleaf. Uh, Charlotte rolls out of that. Charlotte reverses the riptide attempt, nearly picks up the wing, gets a close fall. She then hits Andrade's like kick and then sort of back elbow thing. Um, gets a two count off that. Well, actually, no, she, she'd got a two, but she used the ropes for kind of like elevation. And yeah, the, the ref spotted it, yeah. Um, she then hits, uh, and I thought this was where it was over. She goes up top. Both women are up top. She knocks Ripley down, uh, and she hits an avalanche natural selection. For a very close that two, was, and I thought that was it. That was yeah, amazing. that was incredible. That and was and like Ripley and they, they they both sold everything perfectly. It's like the, the move itself, yeah. Ripley sold it great, and then Charlotte sold the kick out like she thought, like she looked just been shot. Um, so, like audibly, like she you could like, mouth it on the camera. She she went, "What the shit?" Yeah. As soon as she kicked out. <laughs> I think that's probably what I said as well at the time. Then we get. To show that it has come come full circle, we we then get a, this is awesome jump from the crowd. So the crowd now, I mean, this is, I mean, I'm I'm not going to compare it to, but like, this is like one of those matches where, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to be talking about years to come, but it's up on that sort of level of like matches where the crowd went, oh fuck, no, we, we need to pick oh, this. This is this is actually really good. We should be invested in this. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was quality, as you said. This is like the the crowd, like a couple of moments here where they really really popped. Um, and it, it, they did a complete kind of 180 in terms of how much they were interested and wanted this match. Um, on the outside, Charlotte bounces. Uh, well, she's on the inside. Uh, Rhea gets her head uh, to near the turnbuckle. Um, and she bounces her head into the turnbuckle. I think she goes for like a corner spear or something. And then Charlotte drags her out. Uh, traps the leg in between the ring steps and the turnbuckle and then absolutely boots the steps um, and just annihilates Rhea's leg. Now, she the, then... thing, the thing I really liked about this was so she hit the steps and then she just did it again, which, yeah. there, you know, she's already there. And then even like as Rhea was like pulling her leg out, she did it again, which is yeah. obviously understandable. Like, you, you, you know, it, it was really, belie- it, it really sold the fact that Charlotte was like furiously trying to end this match. And it was, yeah. and it, it, felt, it, felt really, it, felt, it felt really real and really believable. It didn't feel like a spot, it just felt really natural and, and sort of like yeah. a like a, a really organic moment in the match. Which it was, was like great. she snapped, it was kind of, she, she'd hit some of her biggest moves in the match. She'd hit the moon soul. She'd hit not just the natural selection, but an avalanche natural selection, which I'm not sure I've seen her do before. No, that I, I, should I, be putting anyone away. Yeah, that that seemed like a something fresh, didn't it? Um, and then this is this yeah. is credit to, to Ripley as well. It makes Ripley look great for, for withstanding all this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, she she smashes her leg into the steps a couple of times, um, and then rolls her back into the ring and locks in the figure eight for quite a while. And I. Th- thought Ripley might get out, but she didn't. She eventually tapped. I mean, out. she was she was smack dab in the middle of the ring, wasn't she? Um, yeah. So like, Ripley moved around a bit. Um, she got like a bit of a little bit of lateral movements, but then yeah, there was there was nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was a superb match. Really, really good. Uh, so Charlotte comes out of that um, the new Raw Women's Champion. Uh, that makes her a four 
five times. No, it's, it's, it's five. Five Raw, five SmackDown, one Divas. And NXT. And NXT, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. On, on the main uh, roster, she's an 11 time main roster champion. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, we, we take the piss out of out of Charlotte and the fact that, you know, um, well, people in WWE have as well, you know, in, in promos saying that she gets handed opportunities because of her because of her father. But, you know, I mean, fair play to her. She's, she's really good, isn't she? Oh, yeah. She's <laughs> you know, she's one of them people. She's like Cena. She's one of the people who, like, you, you sort of get a bit, a bit sort of complacent about and you think, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, they're just fed up with them. And then you think, and when they're not there for a bit, you think, oh, shit, you know, they, are, they have really good matches. It's probably better that they are around and, and doing what they're doing. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that with like when Cena came back a few years ago and he had that match against AJ. Yeah. I can't remember where it was, but it was against that. And I just remember was thinking. The, was that the Royal Rumble? It was, I think there was a Rumble. I think they had one at another pay per view as well. It wasn't Backlash. Where was it? Was that when Cena started no doing mercy? the Springboard Cutter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was popping out like cheeky code reds as well. Yeah. Cena popping out of Code Red, <laughs> behave. <laughs> the sixth move of Doom. That's, no, we know what that is. Fuck me. <laughs> Did that weird, like, Jackie Chan fucking, like, Hadouken punch. It was nonsense. Uh, anyway, moving on, uh, we go backstage and we see Riddle, Boogs, and Nakamura in Gorilla. Um, basically, Riddle says that uh, Orton loves Boogs, uh, and then he asks him to play his song, so they do like a kind of impromptu karaoke. This is, this is just a further assassination <laughs> of Matt Riddle by the coward <laughs> Matt Riddle. Um, um, and again, I have, no, of... I have no problem with Matt Riddle. I think he's great. Uh, my yeah. problem is the fact that the people who are writing for him, as I said to you countless times, they saw like, dude, where's my car 20 years ago? I'm like, that is my idea of stoner comedy. And that's what Matt Riddle has to be. Like, <laughs> yeah. can you just be like, can you just be Sean William Scott? Basically, that's what we want you to do. <laughs> perfect <laughs> i mean that's a perfect analogy it's not it's not perfect to watch um and the camera whips around and we see ko just looking in absolute disgust like what the fuck are you we are all in this, in this moment we are all ko <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which leads us to the men's money in the bank uh ladder match kevin owens shinsuke nakamura uh riddle biggie seth rollins drew mcintyre John Morrison and Ricochet. Or to talk, um, to talk this metaphor even further, or Kevin Owens in Dude, Where's My Spine? <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> he loves taking silly bumps on ladders. And I, I don't know if he loves bumps or he just hates his back. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I saw, um, I saw a, a, a picture on Twitter before of um, Kevin Owens on one of his sick bumps he took on a ladder. Mm. And um, you know that picture of Homer where he like, lands on the fire hydrant? On yeah, his back, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. sort of like bends around it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, it's perfect. It's to a T. <laughs> um, um, just, just a quick one here. Apparently, at some point in the US, Peacock just shot the bed in this match. And like, apparently, Peacock was, I did, because I, we didn't get it over here. It was absolutely fine in the UK, but apparently, Peacock all night was a relentless shit show. Yeah. Throughout a lot, but yeah, it, it, apparently was, I think uh, this match in particular it went it went this. all the way to hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it sounds like they've got a pretty fucking rough deal over there with that because it's not the first time I've heard complaints about the people. There's actually that. people on social media, like American viewers, like commenting on like comments from UK viewers saying you you guys are so lucky that you don't have Pete to deal with Peacock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like wow, <laughs> it's that bad. Oh, mate. Well, the thing is, you just you wait. 
Fuck it, they'll eventually sell it to someone over here. Like, if it's BT Sports, I'll be right because theirs is pretty stable. They sell it to fucking ITV, and we have to watch it through the ITV. Yeah, ITV like, player. Lord, Lord fucking, help us. The fucking Channel 5 on demand. Ah, <laughs> oh, mate. You'll be watching, um, you'll be watching the, the fucking WrestleMania and halfway through a fucking dog and documentary will come on by mistake or something like that. <laughs> fucking angling with Robson Green or some nonsense. <laughs> Extreme fishing. <laughs> Into the match then. Um, Seth and Morrison argue for a bit about who's the drip lord on the outside, um, and they eventually sort of team up for a good portion of the match. Uh, there's an this, this, and... this is kind of cool as well because it's like it's like the top drip. I mean, I hate I hate all of this, but I it's think. um, it is... but it's like it was funny because it was like the, the sort of the drip lord from Raw and SmackDown, like sort of. That's it. And this is what this is what's cool about pay views like this. Is you get yeah. these little you get these little interactions, interactions that you don't, you don't normally you get. get every week. Yeah, yeah. I like as Rollins points to the side of Morrison's hair. He's like, what the hell's that in your hair? <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's literally got the word drip on the side of his head because obviously in WWE, subtlety is like the worst thing in the universe. <laughs> um, speaking of these kind of, you were saying about people on different brands and these moments where they kind of collide and come together, we then get Drew and E facing off and the crowd get really fucking into this. But they kind of do a thing before they eventually start knocking bells out of each other, where they take it in turns to get rid of anyone that tries to enter. So yeah, I love um, it. It's just like it's just like put the kids to bed. It's like it's it's, it. it's daddy's time now. It's daddy's time. <laughs> just when you thought it was safe to put the batteries back on the hustle arm. It's, uh, yeah, a it lot is of, not. It's big meaty men slapping meat. Take two. <laughs> big E's favorite. Um, yeah, so they kind of go at it for a bit. Um, that's a match I'd love to see later down the line at some point. Like a, a, a just a one on one, yeah. Uh, and uh, Drew, um, there's a couple of moments actually in this where there was guys kind of feuding in the ring, like one on one bits, while everyone else is kind of scattered on the outside. And just thought, bloody, I'd love to see a one on one with them as well. There's an interaction a little later between Riddle and Nakamura, and I just thought that'd be significant. Yeah, that'd be, that'd nice. be really good. Just <clears throat> Riddle and Nakamura just kicking actual fuck out of each other. <laughs> Um, Biggie hits a shoulder charge uh, to the outside through the ropes on Drew, and that landing did not look nice. No, I get worried every time he does that. And a lot of people, I remember there was a, for a while, people were holding signs up like, "Please stop diving through the ropes! Like you're going to hurt yourself." Well, I think it's just because he's such a thick boy, such a guy of that size. The he weight he just doesn't he doesn't carry any forward momentum with him when he goes through the ropes. So he almost like he almost comes out and goes like straight down. Straight down. <laughs> There's no hangs time on that. Like as soon as as soon as gravity gets hold of him, it's just it's just it's just right the way down, because there's so much mass. It's like an anvil. <laughs> it is. It's uh, almost like you know, like when Wiley Coyote runs off the cliff and then like realizes he's, he's he's like off the cliff and he just goes woof straight, straight down. down. <laughs> oh mate. Um, thankfully, he was okay uh, after that. Um, back in the ring, Nakamura hits an exploder to KO on top of a ladder. Um, that was that was oh that was that was, that was the first of that was the first of many pray for KO moments in this match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Morrison then hits like a, a corkscrew splash off the top of the ladder on I think it was on Nakamura, uh, which looked impressive. Um, then this is when Team Drip kind of form, if you like, uh, Seth and Morrison then sort of take uh, everyone on basically whether it's with ladders or just kind of like attacks and strikes um ko hits a moonsault off the middle rope to take them both out which looked pretty cool so they had a ladder and they were holding it either end ko comes off the middle rope hits a moonsault to, to smash that out yeah he hands. hits the ladder doesn't he and sort of like yeah. 
yeah, like he uses yeah. the ladder to like pin them down, which is, which is quite nice. Yeah, that was That's that was sweet. Cool. Um, Ko then gets superplexed, uh, sorry, suplexed onto the very edge, like of the ladder. It's, it's well, well, when we say side. the very edge, that doesn't do it just. So you don't mean like he just hit the edge of it? No, no, no. The ladder was like no. narrow side up, and yeah. his spine landed on the narrow side of the ladder, like the, the pointy oh. bit. Oh no, that was. <laughs> Why would you put yourself through that? Just, 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 just turn sadist. it. Make us just, just turn it flat. Just, just you know, takes a second. Just, just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, Morrison then sort of hits like a a corkscrew dive thing off the top rope, but he doesn't make full contact. So Drew's like laid out over a ladder. And it looked like he just sort of glanced him with his elbow, but it looked yeah. like it probably hurt Morrison more than it did. Oh, uh, ab- absolutely. He had shit on that landing. Then Riddle and Nakamura have a little exchange in a ring, which, as I said earlier, is a, a one-on-one I'd, I'd be really excited to see. Um, I mean, I'd also be up if they just wanted to get really high and go surfing. That would also be acceptable. And that. Yeah. And maybe that. maybe it's like a, like a little extra, you know? <laughs> Coming soon to the network, little documentary. 24 hours in the life of uh, <laughs> Riddle and Nakamura. Um, Drew then comes in and hits a double Claymore, um, a future shock DDT to Big E, an Alabama slam to Ricochet. An, um, an inverted Alabama slam. On the ladder. Like face, well. he puts him face first. Face first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he hits a, a plancher to the outside to take out everyone else for good measure. And this, I, I thought this was it. Now I thought, okay, well, he's won it. He's kind of gone through just about everyone. Um, and he grabs the ladder, starts ascending it, and just as he's kind of getting to the top, Veers and Shanky, and eventually Jinder Mahal come in um, and grab him and give him the the full beat down with the chairs and everything. And then they drag him to the back, drag him to the outside, and and that's kind of the end of Drew. Now, and if I, he was Brock Lesnar, he'd come back and win. Exactly, and but that's. He- I thought he was going to get the Lesnar treatment. But he's not, he so he just gets the fuck out of there. <laughs> Which I'm really glad about, because I was, I was, I had the fear before this match that it was if just we, we were all, way back We in. were all firmly Team E, weren't we? And, yeah. like, Drew was, like, the biggest threat. Yeah. Because he's obviously a recent champion. He he had the stipulation where he couldn't challenge Lashley, Lashley. and obviously the money in the bank is the way for him to circumvent that. And so it's yeah. almost like built for like Drew to win this and then be like, ah, well, I said I could, you said I couldn't challenge you, but fucking check this out, you dickhead. But get fucked. <laughs> yeah. But obviously now he's, uh, spoiler, Drew Drew goes back to his home planet. Um, back to Loch Ness. <laughs> yeah, they literally drag him all the way back to Glasgow. Oh. <laughs> I know that's not where he's from. He's from air, but you know. He's from air. It's not far from Glasgow. Well, fucking me, everywhere. In Scotland, everywhere's far from everywhere. If you're WWE. America. Yeah, it's, it's, it's over the road, mate. It's fine. It's like a suburb. <laughs> um, Ricochet then in a, a feat of fucking... Ricochet, who's not done madness. a great amount so far in this match. No. Oh, also, it should be noted, um, didn't talk about the introductions, uh, but Ricochet is in new ring gear. He's got rid of the, the black denim jeans, which he'd been wrestling in for quite a while, and he's got his say old ring gear back he's got something with like at least a splash of color on it yeah he looks he looks he looks a bit exciting yeah (laughs) yeah um where are we so yeah um he comes in uh off the top turnbuckle walks across the top rope and riddles climbing the ladder in the middle of the ring to try and go for the briefcase ricochet like tight ropes across uh launches himself onto the ladder to stop uh riddle which looked pretty impressive um he then falls he stays on top 
Riddle gets pushed down and Riddle then tosses the ladder over uh, into the rope. And instead of Ricochet falling down off it, he jumps off the ladder onto the other top rope and then hits a massive like kind of front flip dive. I've got to say at this point real quick, um, big props to the commentary team um, so far in this match. They've managed to sell everything and make Mm. it seem like a big deal, but without resorting to screaming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and was a lot of it is down to for me, it's down to, to Jimmy. Um Yeah, he was a lot less he he was a lot less like he didn't scream, Are you kidding me at any point? Which is, yeah. you know, always nice when that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh that the 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 combination they've got there now is really good. Um and it works everyone, everyone well. seems to balance out really well and like no yeah. one feels like they have to like try and get over on anybody else. Uh, you yeah. know, it's it's all very like you say, it's very relaxed, it's very, you know, it's very just mates watching wrestling as opposed to like and I only mentioned one point of this out the other day, they don't have heel face dynamics anymore, which is great. Uh, so you you're no, not, they don't. You're not no. having this you're not having this tug of war on commentary of like consent of different differing opinions. It's just everyone's just pushing in the same direction, which makes it a lot more calm. Yeah. No, it's it's it's, it's refreshing because one thing that has done my head in for years and years is the uh, many times the shit dynamic between people on commentary um but yeah they were spot on to to that point actually just to kind of divert away momentarily um michael cole was on pat mcafee's like podcast show thing that he does the other day um it's really really nice actually uh and he said you've completely revitalized my career you're a true fan and you bring the you bring that enthusiasm to the product to see how you've been acting over the past couple of months has revitalized what i do and i realized i have to step my game up to keep up with what you're doing from an enthusiastic standpoint it's been a lot of fun for me and it's been really different so i just want to thank you for breathing some life into this whole body again so maybe i can hang on for a couple more years it's really, really nice. Yeah, and it's it's just what we were saying the other week. Like Michael Cole is a great commentator. He just yeah. needs an environment where he can work to his own strengths, and now yeah. he's got that, which is great. Absolutely, yeah, great to hear. Uh, anyway, back to the match. So after Ricochet hits that huge dive uh, from the ladder and then the top rope onto the outside, um, uh, we get Ricochet a little later on. We get Ricochet and Riddle again back on the ladder. He tries to stop them. Um, Riddle RKO's both of them. Uh, Nakamura then pops the boys and hits a GTS uh, on well, Riddle. I like, well, I like this. So Riddle hits the RKO, doesn't he? Yeah. And then he does like the full Randy thing, like he drops down and does like the punch in the mat, like yeah. the tribute. And as he's doing that, Seth just stomps him because he's already got his head on the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, of course you'd do that. You know, do his, put his head on the mat, fucking stand on it. It's great. <laughs> it's there for the taking. Um, yeah, Nakamura hits the GT. I, th- I thought it was on Riddle, but it's not. It was after he'd done that, after Riddle hit the RKOs and, and uh, Rollins takes him out with it. I can't remember if it was at Nakamura hits the GTS on, but it was cool anyway. Was uh, it Seth, maybe? I might have been, you know. Might have been. Yes. Because then, 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 then Morrison was with the drip stick, doesn't he? That's it. Morrison and Nakamura up on the ladder, gets him with the drip stick. Um and then KO just stuns a couple of people, hits the pop-up power bomb on Ooh, love, love, a pop-up, love a pop-up power bomb. Especially when it's someone like Ricochet that can really sell the hell out of it. Yeah, well. when it's someone like Ricochet who can get himself like nine feet in the air before he comes down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine feet in the air before anyone's even touched him. <laughs> Unassisted. Um, 
Seth then power bombs KO through the ladder that had been set up earlier by him and Morrison, so it went from the apron to the and yeah, so desk. so yeah, so KO was on the ladder, wasn't he? And then Seth just came up like under him, grabbed yeah. him, took him off the ladder over the top rope, and like threw yeah. the the ladder that was was it the same ladder he got suplexed onto earlier? Uh, it was the one no. they set. It was only set up betwixt the commentary table and the ring, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it was like Schrodinger's. It was like um, Chekhov's ladder. It had been there for a long time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, and that was, and it just the ladder just explodes. Yeah, <laughs> As that was presumably the last of KO's spinal cord. Spine. <laughs> his last no, few discs. No the last few vertebrae. discs in his back just just implode. <laughs> um, yeah, spo- get... spoiler, spoiler, guys. That's the end of KO in this match. You don't see him again. Yeah, ever. That's it. He's not walking. Um, so yeah, after that nasty powerbomb through the ladder, Seth then climbs uh, up the ladder in the ring. So he'd set up two ladders, one slightly taller than the other. Uh, Seth then begins to climb them. Biggie I mean, gets Seth's, in. And well, say, at this point, Seth is like clear. Like, odds on, like clear. Uh, he's got, he's well, got, he's got daylight. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Biggie comes up to meet him. And they have a little bit of exchange, and Biggie eventually manages to get him up on his shoulders and hits a massive big ending from the top of the ladder, which looked fucking impressive. Yeah. Rather than rather than messing about and trying to shake it off after he hit it, he just gets straight back up to his feet, climbs the ladder, and grabs the briefcase. And I swear to God, I was the happiest fucking guy ever. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, boy. Biggie is Mr. Money in the bank. What Ooh. a result. I mean, what a what an accolade. What a, what a deserved accolade. Yeah. For a man yeah. who has, I mean, it's. I'm not going to gush too much about Biggie because you can do that better than I can. But this is a guy. <laughs> this is a guy who, like, one, he's a fantastic wrestler. Yeah. Two, he's come from obscurity on the roster, bad booking, like the travesty that was the start of the New Day's gimmick. You know, he. Yeah. They basically. I mean, all the New Day have, but him in particular has built himself up and made himself one of the top stars in the company yeah. he's been like this like unsung hero for so many years he does so much outside of the ring like with you know hanging out with kids and, and doing all sorts of charity work and he's yeah, like yeah. apparently just the nicest guy like yeah. you will ever meet yeah, yeah, um yeah. he drove all the way from um from orlando to be with brody jr when brody lee passed away mm-hmm. without even thinking about it you know he yeah. is yeah. legitimately a wonderful wonderful person and he fully deserves it yeah could not agree more um top top stuff so so pleased that he's won that um and yeah he for me he was it was obviously my kind of my my heart's choice uh my head's choice would have been probably drew like it felt like we said earlier on it felt like the way they were kind of gonna steer him back into that championship picture was to give him this i also thought there'd be a shout for riddle because then there's the storyline that he was actually only in there on Randy's behalf. And then mm. that comes back. And as soon as uh, Orton comes back, it sets up that story where... You can have that sort of animosity between the two of them. Yeah. 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 So I thought there were, from a from a storyline perspective, there were other options other than Biggie. So whilst I was happy to see it, and it was deserved for him to get it, it surprised me a bit. But I mean, and, and WWE don't do this very often. Um, yeah. So maybe because when they do it, it seems like a really big deal, but they just gave us what we wanted. Yeah, rarely, like every, rarely, like rarely does that. The, the last time they did this was Kofi Mania. Yeah, and before that, Daniel Bryan WrestleMania. Yeah, like they don't they don't pull it out very often, and a lot of yeah. times they'll just do something to fuck you over emotionally. You but just go, oh, every now every now and then they just let you have the nice thing, and it feels real good. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, 
Someone that wasn't fucking happy about this, though, was Seth, as we see him backstage, and he is absolutely fuming. Um, <clears throat> he says he needs a new plan. He just kind of goes into almost this weird kind of trance state where he's like, I need a new plan, I need a new plan, I need a new plan. Um, just basically says he is going to... He wants next on the Universal Championship. That should have been his opportunity. He doesn't know why he was in the ladder, like the Money in the Bank match in the first place, uh, and he vows to have his revenge. Uh, in some way or another. That's how that works. You just lose money, and you just go, oh, fuck it, I'll just have a title shot anyway. Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> I was in the shield, goddammit. <laughs> I went 45 minutes with Davey Richards in Ring of Honor. Give me my title match. <laughs> Give it me. <laughs> um, and then finally, the main event of the evening, the WWE Universal Championship match between I mean, Challenger I mean, Edge I mean, and I mean, Roman is it though? Lance. Is it the main event when you just have that? <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, this were so Roman makes Edge wait an absolute age uh, for him to come out starts playing the mind games early on um, the crowd are hot for this match as well like they are fucking loud um, but well, this is this is this is arguably the match we should have had at Mania like the, the 1v1 yeah. you yeah, know yeah, this yeah. is what people wanted this was like the returning Edge Edge is like dragging this whole body back one last time to go up against like legitimately the best specimen in WWE, like the top, yeah. top guy. Like, yeah. Rowan is undoubtedly the top, top, top guy in WWE right now. Without a doubt. And Edge is like the legend, like the literal living legend coming back for one last shot at him. And it's this is, this is like Hollywood stuff, man. This is Hollywood stuff, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's that, as I say, carries over into the crowd because they, they are fucking excited for this, and I was as well. Um, although then, the, the I've heard a lot of people kind of complain or they weren't really on board with the kind of the, the pacing of this match and it was a weird pacing i expected it to be kind of 100 miles an hour from the off given the kind of build-up that this this rivalry's had over the last what now three four months yeah even more actually since he won won the rumble and there was you know yeah, so so six, so six, six months of six, six months of months slow of, rumbling build yeah for him to eventually get his one-on-one -on -one. Even though he had his Mania headline match, for him to get the actual one-on-one -on -one match that he you, uh, deserved. Do you, know, do you know what this means, Troy? It means that I, I was right. The Mania, the Mania ending was terrible. <laughs> if because this is, the, I mean, it sort of takes not doesn't really, but it sort of takes the sheen off a little bit. If if Roman had pinned Daniel Bryan by himself, yeah, at Mania, imagine like they could have fed that into this build. Like Roman's yeah. never pinned Edge, but no, he's already he's already humiliated Edge basically. He's already so humiliated him, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I love. I mean, I, I'm, I'm old school. I love a good slow build. Give me, give me a. Like, this is a, this is a 30 minute match. Yeah, man. You know, it goes half. Who'd have thought a couple of year, a couple of years ago, you'd be enjoying a 30 minute Roman Reigns match. Yeah. Like, and I've I've always been a Roman Reigns fan. I, I never kind of booed him or never kind of shattered him. Like, I didn't like the way that he was kind of thrusting people's faces. So I I get why people weren't on board of it, but I never disliked him. But I certainly wouldn't have said a couple of years ago we'll be watching a headline, a thirty-minute headline match with Roman Reigns in it, let alone against Edge. But here we are. <laughs> uh, which is, I mean, with the Roman Reigns thing, it was just so many, so many promising main events just turned into disappointment at the hands yeah. of a million Superman punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it would That's literally it. just be this match is really good, and now here's Roman, and he's just going to do a Superman punch three times and pin someone. Mm -hmm. and get the win because that's what he does and we're expected to cheer for him even though I really wanted Daniel Bryan to win yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that sums it up um, 
as I say, though, a very slow, kind of measured, methodical start. Both men uh, not making a clean break in the corner either. That kind of show of disrespect where they kind of push their face away. Um Roman, they, 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 they really saw like the big match intensity like so from from like the huge. from like the slow it was almost like nobody wanted to make a mistake it was like yeah. the slow feeling out and then like yeah. you say like the, the sort of bending the rules as much as they could in the corners and stuff That's and they want everyone was trying to get every advantage like both men like yeah. they knew they yeah, yeah. they both knew they had to be on the very top of the game to win this that's what they were showing yeah. sort of in the ring which was great mm. roman really played up to the crowd a lot in this match as well um, which obviously we haven't been able to see during the whole Thunderdome kind of era stuff. Yeah, this is um, like this is like almost the first time heel Roman's been in front of a full crowd. Well, one of the first is. times, isn't it? Which is yeah. you forget this, and it, it's it's important to remember. Yeah, and it was good. Like it, it for me, it's added like another kind of wrinkle to that character now because whilst his promo work's been really good, his in ring work's been really like everything about his package has been good. We haven't had that opportunity to see this current character in front of a big live audience and it was just really really good like screaming at the crowd like you know who's the bitch now like as he's, he's kind of dominating edge um edge's early strategy in the match was to start kind of targeting the arm and take away roman's power game and also kind of soften him up for um the the cross face later um and then that kind of like ticks roman off a bit that he can't seem to get his foot in in the match edge keeps getting the advantage and he rolls outside and, and Heyman gives him a pep talk and he just says, you've done all you can to give them a show, like kind of pointing to the crowd. He's like, what would your father do? Teach them about Steaker. And he rolls in and just absolutely fucking clocks Edge straight to the floor. <laughs> and I like that as well. It's like, Heyman's like, well, you've, you've done, you've, you've obligated the crowd. You've, you've put on a show. Now just yeah. go and fucking no, win. Get, get down to business. Yeah. Get in there and fucking just, win. Just, doesn't have to look good. Just beat him. Yeah, that's it. Doesn't, be, doesn't have to be pretty. Just smash him in the mouth. I've done with it. <laughs> and he does that and then it's it's one way traffic for, for a good amount of the match just stays on top of edge for quite a while um, and then the crowd start kind of like booing and cheering and, and, and jeering rather and saying that Roman sucks and Pat on commentary says I thought Cowboy fans told the truth he does not suck <laughs> which is fucking yeah, and it's, so, it's, so in, in this sort of beat down as well there's a little throwback so he mounts edge he does like a little ground and pound yeah, which is um, throwback to when he was like annihilating Jay back in back in the day. Oh, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. When Not he was just like, like that. when he was just beating on him. So this is like this is like serious Roman. This is like taking care of business Roman. Yeah, no faffing. Uh, he puts Edge in a headlock and then just starts screaming at the crowd. He's like, "I'm the only heavyweight. Like I'll lay on him 365 days a year." And the clouds start kind of clapping to try and rally up Edge, and he's like, "Don't clap. He doesn't deserve it." Just like screaming, <laughs> really, really good. Um, he hits a great looking dive, uh, sorry, a great looking drive by, uh, on edge as he's kind of draped over the ropes on the outside. Um, what was kind of not amusing, but just another kind of like, uh, wrinkle to his character. If you like this whole, he wasn't in a hurry to get there. He knew he was in total control of the match. So edge is on one side draped over rather than like just climbing up and out over that side of the ring. He walks to the opposite side. He goes down the steps. He takes the moment to address the fans. Walks all the way around before he hits it. And again, he, he, really he, cool. he, 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 he toes the line really well here. So he is, I mean, he's always been as his character, like that sort of um, unfl unflappable, you know, methodical, yeah. like killer, isn't he? Like, but he, this is also the first time he's showing little, little cracks of emotion and like little, you know, little bits of not concern, but just like there when he's shouting at the, like the crowd are sort of piercing him maybe in a way that, you know, that, Edge can't. They're getting into. They're getting to him. Like when they're cheering yeah. for Edge, it's, it's affecting him more than like his opponent is. For example, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was very good. And it's going to be interesting uh, to see how that dynamic carries on with Crowdback. Is that going to be a thing? Sure. Is, is he going to be, sure. you know, is he going to have like issues with his self control or, you know, anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after he hit that drive by, <clears throat> again, like that's not something you see him do that often anymore. You were saying about the kind of the whole Superman punching where it'd be, oh, he hits a couple of those and it's over. And, and the drive by was always a thing in his repertoire. Yeah. And I don't recall seeing it as much anymore. So when we do see it, it's just like, oh, yeah, I. I I really like that move now. Like it, it is just a boot to the head on the outside, but it's kind of the elevation that he gets up as he hits it. Yeah, but when he, when he's not doing it six times a match, it feels better when he hits it. Feels it. better, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, back in the ring, speaking of Superman punches, Roman eventually goes for one, but Edge counters it really nicely by ducking underneath, and as he ducks under, he hooks the arm that he's punching with, grabs the other one, turns that into a baseball slide for two, and this was kind of the the slight transition, the slight turnaround where Edge starts to claw his way back into the match. And this is kind of where it started to pick up pace a bit because it had been very much Roman on top, ground and pound, just keep him down. Yeah, like that, like that sort of methodical grinding Edge down and sort yeah. of Edge Edge looked spent. Like he had he had yeah. nothing, you know, he, he tried yeah. and like he it obviously... It was almost like it was only a matter of time before he just hung him out to dry. Obviously thing. Roman's a much younger yeah. guy. So if you're talking about conditioning and, and sort of like natural fitness, you think Roman's got the edge if it goes as, as the match comes on. But yeah, here here it is. His edge is like sort of big, like baby face, fire up, isn't it? And sort of that's it. So he gets the two count of that, and then he gets another close two count moments later with I can't remember what the name of the move is. Is he stood behind Roman and he essentially just kind of like pulls him down by like the back of his neck? That the ex- is that the execution? No, because he does that afterwards. The execution he does after. So the is... edge was like the edge of Matic or something like that. Or ah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. So he does that, and then he hits the execution after for another two counts. So sort of quick succession, two counts. Um, he then locks in the STF uh, and then transitions into the crossface, but Roman eventually breaks that by crawling his way to the rope, but he was in that for a long, old while. Yeah, he sort um, of powers through it, doesn't he? Just like, there's no, there's no, like, yeah. there's no, like, cuteness there. He just uses raw power to drag himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Edge then gets caught in the guillotine submission after attempting a spear, um, but he manages to eventually break out of that by just hurling himself and Roman through the middle. That was that, I mean, that was a really good um, like sort of counter as well. Like like locking, the, locking the guillotine on the spear, that was uh, that was real yeah. nice. Yeah, and it's cool because we, we, we've we seen now both of them go for a signature move and it be kind of caught and countered yeah. by the other guys. So as I say, when Roman went for the, the Superman punch and the clever, clever way to counter that was to duck it and hook his arm as he comes over for a baseball slide. They both had the momentum turned against them in a in a, yeah. in a sort of way like that, which yeah, yeah. just puts a bit of fear in them, put a bit of little seeds of doubt in the mind of, of how you're so, going to win the match. Yeah, yeah. Um, he then follows up... Uh, sorry, Roman then uh, explodes through the barricade as he goes to spear Edge, uh, but Edge manages to dodge out the way. Edge then follows up with the spear of his own, which sends Roman through the other barricade. Um... Roman then hits a Superman punch, which sends Edge into sorry back into the ring. Um, they both make it in after the count. Uh, Roman hits a Superman punch, which well, sends Edge into more of a Charles... more of a Superman forearm. Superman forearm. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> quite sends, get all of it. Sends Edge into Charles Robinson, who definitely doesn't get all of it, but sells like an absolute champ. So the refs down. We've got a ref bump. Uh, then Roman goes to the outside, uh, goes to grab the chair to, to snap the bar off the bar. Like he, just gla- he just glares at the guy who's sitting on the chair and he just runs away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't <laughs> even say move, just glares down at him, just stared into his soul. <laughs> and then the woman behind the barricade just screams, I love you, Roman. And her little kid, like, son, just looks up at her and went, 
you fucking what, mate? And it's, <laughs> it's already like, it's already the picture of like a thousand memes, but it's absolutely hilarious. If you get a chance to go back and watch it, she screams it. And then as the child looks up at her, she's kind of like, oh shit, what have I done? And the kid's like, the hell are you saying, woman? It's so good. So, so good. That was the day that kid found um, out wrestling wasn't real. <laughs> How can you love Roman? He's beating up Edge. I love Edge. <laughs> Roman then tries to use the bar of the chair uh, in the crossface submission. Um, Obviously, Edge we've breaks... had this. We've had this a lot in the build-up to the match, haven't we? Yeah. Like the, the chair. Well, Edge, Edge has put it on all three, like all members of the the bloodline, if that's what you want to call them. Yeah. Um, and he's been kind of using that image to kind of put fear into the rest of them uh, in the weeks building up to this. But Edge manages to break out of it, hits a series of forearms and headbutts, really goes to town on Roman, and then eventually locks in a crossface of his own on Roman using the bar. We see the Usos then come down the entrance ramp and approach the ring, but immediately behind them are Ray and Dom. They stop them. They have a bit of a to-do on the outside. Roman still, at this point, is locked in the crossface, and then from through the crowd, I think, actually, crawled through or climbed through and over the barricade. Seth Rollins then comes in, super kicks Edge in the back of the head to break up the crossface. Roman then goes to hit the spear. Edge counters with one of his own, which looked fucking awesome. He pins Roman, but there's no ref there to count it. Eventually, the ref gets down. And why there didn't, why there wasn't a ref that came down when the medical staff came to check on Charles Robinson, I don't know. He eventually counts uh, Edge's spear attempt and gets a two point fucking nine and a half. It was so close. And I, I so was, is this when is this when Roman like double kicks out? Yeah. So because he kicks out when kicks the, out initially before the ref got in. the fans start counting obviously because Ray drinks the pin and they do that yeah. thing and Rowan thinks that's fans counting the actual pin the actual pin so, so he, he kicks out he kicks out before <laughs> three just in case <laughs> and then when the ref gets in and starts counting the, the fans count again, again and then he kicks out again which <laughs> <laughs> is great I love it um, Seth comes down again as all, all this while all this all this time sorry Heyman's having fucking conniptions on the outside. Yeah, yeah, fucking hell. He <laughs> looks like he's giving birth. He looks like incredibly distressed. <laughs> Seth comes down again. We think Steph's disappeared, but he hasn't. Uh, Edge looks like he's setting up for, I think, possibly another spear on Roman. I don't know. Um, and Rollins gets up on the apron. Edge big boots him off. And as he turns around, he runs into a massive spear from Roman, who pins him to win and retain. Um, this match was fucking superb. You said you really enjoyed like a, a nice slow burn or a slow build. Uh, I do. I wasn't sure how this would kind of play out, um, but yeah, it, it was it was outstanding. It was like it, it was like a freight train though. It just like it just started slow, where it just kept picking up speed, and when yeah. it hit when it hit top gear, it just went fucking bananas. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was great. <laughs> big big fan of this. Uh, after the match, Seth continues to just batter Edge after the bell. Seth and Roman then have like a, a face-off. Uh, Edge then gets back up, starts brawling again with Seth, and they brawl out over the barricade and through the crowd. Uh, Roman then demands a microphone, <clears throat> comes on and simply says, now the whole world can acknowledge me. What a fucking line. You think that's it? But no, fucking big John Cena comes back. Big Max Johnny, he's back. That pop was like a fucking stone-cold glass-breaking pop, like... That was fucking monstrous. Yeah, and he was he was throwing up the um like the old the old school Cena hand signals as well, like the, the hand symbols. I threw up the two sweet when he came out. That's fucking Hollywood Cena back from the fucking funhouse. Wasn't it? Was it not? Was it not like 
it's something to do with like one of his early gimmicks as well or something. But yeah, it was a it was definitely a different John Cena than the one that than yeah. the one that left, uh, which is cool. Um, he yeah. he looked he looked a lot different. Um, yeah, quality. I was I popped as much for this as I did Biggie winning the Money in the Bank, and I popped hard for that. And it was oh, a thing because a couple of weeks ago there were like there were rumors they were trying to get Cena back, and then something came out. He was he's filming uh, a new movie uh, in Europe during august which is when kind of the the SummerSlam match was was penciled in for and it was like, oh well obviously you can't do it like it's got to do this and the, the quarantine thing of kind of back and forth over yeah, and obviously he's just done um the fast, fast and furious suicide squad fast and furious so he's been a busy boy and he's been filming his uh or i don't know if it started filming but there's the spin-off of his character from suicide squad which is going into a tv show as well so oh, cool it's been been a busy busy boy but here he fucking is uh so he comes down to the ring he before it even come down, like just the whole thing where he kind of addresses the crowd and the camera, but you can see how happy he is to be back there and points to the cat. You see, he physically shakes the cameraman's hand yeah. as it's on him and just says, it's so good to see you and you. And it was a really, really cool moment. He comes down to the ring and kind of almost smirks, like laughs in Roman's face and then sort of bypasses him, goes up, does his you know, signature pose on the turnbuckle. And then there's a bit of distance between him and Roman. And he kind of take, carefully takes one step forward, another one forward, does his whole you can't see me thing. And that's how the show kind of closes out. Um, it's mad, isn't it? How like how the world can, how like, the, the dynamics, dynamics can change. And like, so four years ago, if, or three three years ago, if this was John Cena coming out at the end of a main pay-per-view, people would boo the piss out of him. Yeah. But yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. they twist it a little bit and make him just that little bit self-aware. Yeah. Like just yeah. give him that little bit of agency to be a little bit goofy and like a little bit like, you know, cool dad sort of John Cena and all of a sudden he's the hottest thing in wrestling yeah well they they had it on the YouTube channel afterwards so we didn't see it but he cut a little promo in the ring as the show then went off air uh, and just basically came in and just said how happy he was to be back how good it was to have fans back in the ring he mentioned something along the lines of this isn't just a kind of one appearance like you know I'm, I'm going to be back here for a while so obviously he's, got, he's obviously going into a program of Roman in the build up to I mean to, to be fair back, back way back when when he feuded with The Rock he did say he'd never do what The Rock did he'd always come back yeah yeah and, and you know he here he is you know <laughs> exactly. yeah fair play yeah yeah man of his word um, but he, one thing he picked up on as well he was just like he said everyone's cheering he was just like I'm so used to hearing Cena sucks as soon as I walk out there he's like there's a guy in the crowd there with a sign that says if Cena turns up like we're happy or something like that it used to be if Cena's like turns it was up, it was it, it was if CM Punk loses we rise wasn't it that, that was, was the... yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, oh, it was it was awesome such a feel-good moment um, yeah I, yeah I haven't spoken to anyone that said they're disappointed with his return I mean, that's, that's the full stop you put on your first show, but with fans back after the pandemic. Like that yeah. is the, that is yeah. the, that is the shot of, that is the, that is the little, the little sweet that comes with the bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is like, that is, that is the shot of sugar that you get at the end of the meal. Yeah, uh, and yeah. that's, that's exactly what people need. That's, that's your, that's your dessert. That's your fucking, you know, oof, the crowning glory. <laughs> yes, mate. Um, all in all, I thought that was a, a really, really good pay-per-view. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, can you give me, or do you, do you, well, I'm sure you do, your, your highs and lows of it? Yeah, okay. Um, oof, lows. Um, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because there wasn't, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to say the, the destruction of Kofi Kingston, just for, the, just for the damage it will do to his character. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and the, the sort of limited 
upside of getting to Lashley, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you probably could have done it in like half the time and, and saved everyone the, the hassle and, and whatever. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's, it, it's a, I still didn't, it was still fine, but you know, it was, uh, I just thought it was a bit excessive. Hmm. Um, so that would be the low. And, oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to pick for your high. Oh, so it's tough, mate. It's between about three or four. So I'll take something different. Um, and I'll go with the thing that I didn't expect to be as high that was, and I'll go with the women's title match. Yeah, yeah. That's, I uh, love the I love horse. I loved the sort of the organic growth the crowd had around the warmth the crowd showed to it. It was yeah. and it was, it, it was testament. It was testament. And you know, it's not often it's not often that wrestling tells a real story. Hmm. And this was a real story of the fans' ambivalence turning into absolute adoration by the end of the match. Yeah, yeah. And it's testament to how good those two women are, and it's testament to how that if if you'd have given that a good program, this would have been an all-time feud. Like, it would Absolutely. have been one of the greats. Yeah. Instead, you just you literally just pushed it under the sofa, and then these two just pull out a four and a half star match out of literally out their asses. Yeah. So you know, respect on Charlotte, respect on Rhea, fucking shame on creative giving something to do that's worth a damn. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the match was incredible. It was awesome, and it was yeah, it was genuinely shockingly good mm. in a good way. Nice, nice. Uh, Jay unfortunately can't join us for this review um, as he's been pulled into work by the overlords. Um, but he has sent through his highs and lows. Uh, for him, the obvious high is Biggie winning Money in the Bank, and his low is the Usos versus Mysterious being on the pre-show, not the match itself, but just the fact that that was relegated to the pre-show. Um, it's difficult on that card to see any match that should go on the pre-show. I mean, you could make a case, couldn't you, that out of the two tag team matches, AJ and Amos, that one had, Raiders could the, have been. Yeah, the Usos and Mysterios had more relevance. It builds more into it. It plays more into the the ongoing storyline. You could, yeah, you could already make a case and swapping the two tag matches around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my highs are low. So my low. Um, whilst I agree with you about the kind of the destruction of Kofi in that match and it's done nothing for him. Um, it's difficult because it, the I'm going to say the Raw Tag Team Championships match. So I've changed my opinion because originally I was going to say it was the Women's Money in the Bank match. Not necessarily because of the winner. I just felt it was kind of lacking a little bit. However, based on that discussion of, you know, which match could you swap out to go on a pre-show, uh, I would have put the Raw Tag Team Championships on the pre-show. And for me, it was, wasn't was a bad match. It was fun, but it was the weakest on a show of some really yeah. good matches. Yeah, but um, AJ and Jake and O'Kurt, that was it. Let's face it. Ah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and my high uh, is a very difficult one. Um, it's between Biggie winning the Money in the Bank. It's between Cena turning up. It's between... Edge and Roman and match as a whole. It's between Charlotte and Rhea match as a whole, which, as I say, like went into it not expecting to to be excited by it. But yeah, an absolute banger. Um, it's just tough. I'm gonna say Biggie. I'm gonna have to agree with Jay. It's Biggie. I mean, I, I would have let you. I mean, I like to climb the rules here. Obviously, I would have let you have the entirety of like from the start of Roman and Edge all the way to the end of the show if you wanted that. <laughs> so you could have Cena in that as well. All of it, the whole the whole caboodle, the whole last forty minutes, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Biggie winning it. Um, but oh, yeah, a, a great show. We for pay per views, we usually give a, a mark out of ten. What would you give it? Eight, easy. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agree. 
um, as I say, top to bottom. Really, this and really this is this is so frustrating. I mean, and I don't want to I don't want to get onto a downer here, but look what they can do when they try. Exactly. exactly. And I, I don't mean this is like the in when the in ring talent because they always deliver. That's that's no, without a but doubt. It's, it's a creative. It's the storytelling. It's the yeah. writing. It's yeah. It's everything else that happens outside of the 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 guys and girls in the rings control. If you like, this is how all you need to do is give these incredibly talented performers. It doesn't have to. You don't even have to give them a. You don't even have to give them an edge. You don't even have to give them like something to do. You just just don't fucking kneecap them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let them like you shown. You can literally trot Charlotte and Rear out there with a shit build and up on the four and a half star match. Mm-hmm. Just let them do that. Just give them a little bit of support. Just yeah. not even support. Just don't don't even support them. Just don't pull the rug on them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's not yeah. hard. Yeah, but yeah, a great pay per view. Uh, great to have now build on this now take this and run it all the way to some run with it exactly exactly Um, we're gonna be having a good time we are we are i'm i'm now i was already excited for SummerSlam. i'm very excited for SummerSlam now just don't mess this up don't mess it quick one quick one before we go right question for you who does biggie cash on like snap like snap like decision now nothing not nothing about it too much not thinking about like raw this week lashley you think he cashed on Lashley to, to, to sort of to avenge to, Kofi? To avenge Kofi. Yeah, he'll you... come out, come over in the draft. Have have him still as a singles guy, but have him close back to the new day. When you could have then to like you've... pick on somebody your own size, yeah. you know, I'll yeah. fight you. Like you literally Seamus, I'll fight you. You know. Yeah. 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 For me, it's as much as I'd like to see Roman and E go at it. Based on what happened on this pay per view, yeah, Lashley. I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, I yeah. think that's I think that's a good call. Big meaty men bumping meat. That's what we want. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Some ham, more like a ham hock. Two ham hocks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that wraps us up for this episode and our review of Money in the Bank. Thank you for joining us as always. Thank you for listening. Thank you for doing all you do to support us and share the word. Uh, if you don't already, drop us to follow on all of our social media channels. And if you want to get involved in the chat, let us know what you thought of this. You can find us on Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. We'll catch you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of t-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out toproadbrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities.